people need an income that's guaranteed to them. If you lose money to taxes, you're never getting that money back. You need to get serious about adding some lower risk. Greed. I don't like greed. The thing to be afraid of, honestly, is the thing that we're not thinking of, the black swan event. There's a tsunami coming. Bye, bye, bye. Welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Just coffee talk. There's a lot of noise, a lot of chatter. Who do you listen to? Who do you not listen to? You have to stay focused. A fun and informative look at the issues of wealth, retirement, and protecting your life savings. These advisors out there that were trained to sell, 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 and have all these fees, fee, fees, they don't want to talk, talk, talk about this product because <laughs> so they make less, less, less money. <laughs> and now, Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers. Hello again and welcome to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. My name is Randy Cook and each week Sharice and I sit down here. We're having a lot of fun on this show. We also talk about a lot of serious topics about when it comes to money and your retirement and how it all works. You want to know what you can do about your retirement. You get a little worn out when you get to be about 63 and you say, I got two years left. Well, do you have two years left? What if you could retire right now? You want the answers to those kind of questions? We can help you with that. But we'll get to that in just a second. Cherise, how are you doing today? I'm doing extra great, actually. Okay. Um, I uh, took the kiddos with some family to Fort Wilderness to do some good old camping. And I didn't have an RV this round, but I did get a cabin. And you know what it was? I just feel refreshed this week. Um, it was a whole lot of nothingness. <laughs> you rent a golf cart, you have your scooters, and you just run around from park to park to the restaurants to my brother's camper. And, you know, we had eight little ones, which was, to me, so fun because I had eight of them on my golf cart half the time. Wow. I'm like, I want to I ride with Auntie Reese, right? And, <laughs> and I just thoroughly, I love being around the family and the kids. And it just, I feel like I'm not working, I'm not thinking. I'm just trying to make sure they're all safe. And uh, nice. I just get tickled pink. So um, one of my most favorite things to do ever still to this day is that Fort Wilderness trip. And at the end of the trip, I tend to miss birthdays or I'm late or I'm too early. So I said every year moving forward, we're going to go into this little Disney store and you're going to get your birthday gifts here. And so my brother does not like go extravagant on gifts and mm -hmm. he likes to keep things very small. But he actually was okay with it. He's like, okay, once a year, you can do this. So nice. I, I said, get whatever you guys want. They're like, really? Wow. <laughs> I know. I, I said, Andy well, Reese. <laughs> I know. Uh, as long as you can carry it out. I and mean, when we have a two year old, a three year old, a four year old, a five year old, six year olds, that's how the wide of the, the span was. So it was really nice. And if, if you guys have not gotten out to Fort Wilderness and you said, I don't have an RV, they have great cabins there. And taking the grandkids there, it is just so much fun. They got a pool, they've got s'mores and movie night and it's really cool just is this a thing nice. to do every once in a while yeah yeah what about our, you randy in our family it, there's a lot of july birthdays so we would get oh. together in the summer and my mother-in-law would put together this huge sheet cake and the sheet cake would have a calendar on it and would have everybody's <laughs> birthday on the calendar and then we'd, we'd celebrate everybody's birthday in july so that, you know oh. same kind of thing it was fun i love that yeah. that's a cool idea yeah you know, speaking of being uh, the best aunt and the best uncle when uh, when my nieces were probably in the age range from seven to about 11 or 12, uh, me and Julie took them all to the uh, American Doll store. And I remember that picture mm. coming out with all those red bags of American Dolls. <laughs> Who's your favorite uncle? <laughs> I went through that phase, too. And Grandpa would spoil them. I'm like, thank yep. goodness you're paying for that doll because I am not paying for that expensive doll. <laughs> that, that was an expensive trip. Let me tell you, three girls and American Dolls. Wow. Yep. All right. Oh. Well, let's see. What else is going on? Okay, so we, we're coming up on our shredding event on May the 4th. That's going to be at the office. Office in Ocala mm -hmm. at 3220 Southwest 33rd between 3 and 6 in the afternoon. Kind of a fundraiser there. But everybody, after you've gone through tax season, there's all these documents laying around. And you go, do I really need my tax returns from 7, 8, 10 years ago? And the answer to that is no. So you can bring mm -hmm. them on down and we'll shred them up for you. Yeah, we're going to have a taco truck and margaritas here. Rondo and his wife will be here, and we're going to uh, showcasing the Rock Foundation, a mm -hmm. uh, really neat thing that they've put together just to help the community. Uh, so we'll kind of educate people when they're here. And whether your client or not, come check us out. Come meet us. Come shake hands. Uh, free food and get your stuff shredded. I, I think you'll be pretty happy at the end of the day. And, um, of course, we hope uh, people donate to the Rock Foundation once you've learned about it. 
but you don't have to. It doesn't cost you to come. Just come get to know us. If you're our clients, we'd be happy to see you and uh, feed you. <laughs> there you go. So May the 4th, between 3 and 6 in the afternoon, and that's at the Ocala office, the fundraiser for The Rock. They do some great work going into middle schools and high schools and providing kids some of the things that they might not have, but they will provide them for them, book bags and clothing and all sorts of different things. So really a neat, neat group. So come by and see us on May the 4th. All right. Why don't we dive into it here, Sharice? I know doing this show for 10 years, you are a big fan of Shark Tank. So every time Kevin O'Leary talks, I grab it. So here we got another one for you. You know, it's interesting. He's a, he's an interesting guy, Mr. Wonderful, and he seems pretty astute when it comes to investing. And that's why Fox Business is using him now. And here's what he says about how he has positioned his money. A balanced portfolio used to be 50% fixed income, 50% equities. Mine right now, and I'm not telling people what to do, but I'm 70% equities, 30% fixed income. And I have some cash, obviously, but we're in very unsettling times regarding interest rates. Half the world thinks they're going up. The other half thinks they're going down in interest rate cuts by the end of the year. You simply don't know, so you need diversification. All right, so I'm not Mr. Wonderful. I have no yeah. idea. I understand what he's saying. But, Cherise, sometimes we see these guys on Fox Business, and they say, these things and we wonder, should I be doing that? And I'm not a day-to-day -day trader in the stock market. I have a 401k. I just pack money away in that and I'm hoping, you know, and I got to sit down and build a plan with a financial planner. So what do we, what do we take away from something like that? You know, it was interesting that he said, you know, a lot of people are 50-50. Sometimes he's been 50-50, mm -hmm. but he's 70% equities, 30% fixed income. He doesn't know what's going to happen in the future. But the one thing he said that I keyed in was, but I have cash. Yeah. Right? So he has cash for income in case 70% of his portfolio takes a dive and loses 50 to 60%, which mm -hmm. is over half the people we meet for the first time, we see their portfolios that could do that. And the other 30% is fixed income. To me, that's actually a little bit high. So I wonder if he's using some of the alternatives we're using. Be questionable on that. So he's doing what he needs to do for his time of life, right? Okay. He's still in cum accumulation phase. He's not retiring. This guy's going to work another 15 years doing what he does and what he loves doing. So he doesn't need his money, but he, he does need cash flow for opportunities as they present themselves. So it's hard to see exactly where he's at, but that's kind of what we do here. Honestly, Randy, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out, okay, what do we need for the next 10 year bucket, the go-go years so that we can live on the money. And then we figure out, okay, how much, that is left over in that portfolio. So for example, say you have a million bucks and you need 400,000 of that for the first 10 years. Well, we make sure that's buttoned up and super safe and hopefully he's averaging four to 6% without any losses. And uh, we don't really like fees on those dollars either because we don't want them to be shuffled around. But that leaves a client with 600 grand to do whatever they want with. So does that mean that $600,000 does exactly what Kevin O'Leary's doing? That's 70, 30. And the answer is possibly a 70, 30 portfolio is very risky in retirement. And there's a lot of wobble and jiggle in the stock market. And you'll see that account bouncing around. So if you're saying somebody, if you're saying, yeah, Sharice, I can't handle the wobble, even though I don't need that money for 10 years. And no, that's not your strategy. Mm -hmm. Some of you is like, yeah, if I got my income for 10 years, let's go sky high and you really hit, you know, 10% returns if we can, Sharice. But most retirees, Randy, when they walk in our office, they're not looking for the jiggliest thing we have. They're just like, I, I want to be safer. I want to make sure I don't outlive my money. And my attitude now is I'm not in accumulation. I'm in decumulation. I'm living off this money. So I'm not pumping money into the market every time it goes down, right? To, you know, grow wealth. So the game has changed. So it's really the right type of planning for the season of life that you're in. Some of you might be in the O'Leary season of life. You might have 10, 15 years before you retire, right? And you have cash flow coming in. So it doesn't matter. Some of you could be right out the gates and you just retired and you're thinking, wait a minute, that's what my portfolio is doing. So Sharice, you're telling me I shouldn't have that much wobble. I'm telling you, you shouldn't have that much wobble, but shouldn't, couldn't, wouldn't, that's up to you, right? And then some people say, you know, Sharice, what is the right type of planning for me? I want you to direct traffic. I want you to tell me 
based on everything you know. I don't want to be that client that you've talked about that you've met and they're almost out of money. I want to be the client that mm-hmm. is, is growing wealth slowly, living off my money. I'm not panicking. I'm not getting emotional. So again, are you are you day trading or are you retirement saver that's getting ready to spend your money? So there's two different worlds out here, right? I'll bet you that as people walk through your doors, they don't say words like, what is my allocation? And what is my diversification? And what should I do about a tax law? harvesting strategy. People don't talk like that. Kevin O'Leary talks like that. What you say is, Sharice, can I retire? Am I going to be okay? Those are the questions that you come to the table with. And you're going to come to that table at a certain point in your life. You might be raring to go and work until you're 67 or 68 Mm -hmm. years old and feeling good about it and say, okay, I'm ready to step aside. But you also might be in your 60s now and say, all right, Medicare's a few years away mm-hmm. and Social Security, I shouldn't take it now. Could I retire because I am burned out? So yeah. if somebody comes to you with one of those kind of statements, Sharice, can I retire? Let's do the math on that one, right? Right. And so when you come in, the one thing I want to coach everybody up on is stop chasing returns. If you're in that retirement red zone, that five years before retirement, you have to change the way that you've always thought, right? We've always chased returns, but now we're getting closer. We have to stop chasing returns. I I want you guys to come in. I want to look at your statements, but the first thing I do when I sit down with people, Randy, I push the statements aside. Sometimes I don't even look at those statements until I start my planning process um, before they come back in. Because what I want to do is I want to get to know you. Mm -hmm. What are your goals? I want to talk about the things that you want to do in retirement. What are those needs? And then I want to start talking about some of the pitfalls that you might come across in retirement, like healthcare costs. What if somebody passes and now we're paying double the taxes because now we're filing widow, you say the widower's penalty, long-term care. What happens if we do need long-term care, social security rules? How's it going to affect you? So we want to start the I call it the coaching process. You come to our our class, we start coaching there, and you come into our appointments, and there's a couple of appointments where we're coaching you up on what do we have to look for? Because I'll be, I'll tell you, there's no magic pill, there's no magic potion when it comes to investing. There really is not. There's a couple of things to invest in, so you better like your advisor and trust your advisor and make sure that that advisor puts this stuff on paper for you to see that you can review once a year at least, right? So because things are changing all the time, so... I just stop chasing returns, right? Let's figure out who you are and how emotional you get when markets go up or down or what kind of income you need. What are your liabilities? Let me get to know you so that we can make sure those dollars are there in the future. And that is key here. One of the things that you can do to get to know Sharice is take a look at our website under the event tab there. So it's zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. Hit the event tab and the calendar opens up. And if you take a look at the month of May, you're going to see um, Zinnia U. That's our our educational uh, seminars there. One on the 16th and one on the 18th will be in the villages there and in Ocala. Uh, We go to Gainesville. We go to Beverly Hills, all over the place so that you can get the information that you need. That might be the first step. Just take one of the classes. It's absolutely free and ask your questions of Cherise. Or you could give us a call or use our website and get an appointment and let's do the math on your retirement. If you're wondering if you can retire now, maybe you are 63 years old and you thought, I'm going to go till I'm 65. But could I retire right now? Good question. Let's do the math on it. 833-368-3680 is our number. Give Cherise a call. We'll ask you some dates. We'll get a date on a calendar. We'll sit down and we'll start to go through it. You can also use our website, which is zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. Click on that button that says complimentary retirement review. And that's a big blue button right there, big blue box. And uh, that'll get you on your way as well. We're going to take a break and come back. Uh, Sharice has been talking about Social Security. There's some concerns out there right now. How are you dealing with that? And do you even know about it? We'll tell you about it coming up next on Retirement Coffee Talk.
Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, ZinniaWealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, Wealth.com. Uh, there's a page there on her website that talks about all the different things that uh, people have said, hey, Sharice, you're doing a good job. And one of them is Gator 100. And Gator 100, and these are all people who graduated from the University of Florida and how well they're doing in their businesses. And once again, you are in the top 100 and uh, the top financial firm this year. Congratulations, Sharice. Thank you. I know five years in a row. Nice. Uh, I'm always so honored. Like, I love the Gator 100 and what they do there because – they're picking the fastest growing companies in the nation, Gator mm-hmm. alumni. I mean, that's huge. People are graduating by the droves there for all these years. I mean, you had Chick-fil-A in there one year. I mean, you have some big, big companies that yeah. go in there. So it was nice to be in the top 40, actually, of the 100. So, again, they do great things over there. And if you are a Gator alumni and you run a business, it's something you might want to get involved in because there's a circle of people there, and they're all helping each other. And it's nice. such a neat thing. And we've gotten... Uh, new clients because their kids were in the Gator 100 and they saw us in the Gator 100. Like, we've got to go see what she's about. So it's really neat. Yeah, it's a fun thing to do every year. Love it. All right. So we were talking about uh, income and Social Security there just a moment ago. I'm going to give you this story here, and you got to pay attention because there's a couple of numbers in here, okay? So the average Social Security check across the nation, across all the ages, is $1,782. And that's gone up because, you know, inflation has gone up and Social Security has kicked in a little bit more money. Now, if you take your benefit right away at 62, you know you're going to get less money. That number is $1,254. All right, you see the difference there. And if you wait till you're 70, the average payment is $2,209. That's a big difference. That's $1,000 right there. Now, Sharice, we're talking about people today a lot who have said, I wonder if I can retire. So let's say, for instance, somebody wants to wait until they're 70 years old to get that big check, but yet they want to retire when they're 65 or 66. How do we fill that gap? I I want to retire early, but I don't want to take Social Security, but that's going to be a big part of my income. What do we do about that? Right. So when you come in, uh, we're going to get to know you and what you need, what your wants are. And part of that is, you know, do we have liabilities still? Do we still have a car payment? Are we still paying off credit cards? Do we have a mortgage? You know, where are we at there, right? How much does an insurance cost? So we want to take inventory on liabilities, and then we also want to take inventory on assets on what you save. Did you save in a tax-deferred bucket, like an IRA or 401k? Did we save in a tax-free bucket? Maybe we have some unis, and maybe we have a Roth IRA. And do we have a taxable bucket? Those are your brokerage accounts. You put cash flow in it and you invest in it because all three buckets are being taxed differently. So depending on what you saved and what your liabilities are, it could make all the difference. And on top of that, fixed income that might be coming in. So let's just say you're like, wow, Sharice, if I don't take Social Security at 62 and I wait to 70, that is $1,000 more a month in this client's summary. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's worth it, but there's a lot of noise out there with Social Security. Is that even guaranteed? Or am I even guaranteed to live that long? Because whether you take Social Security at 62 or 67 or 70, the break-even point, give or take, is age 80. So we also have to live long enough to get there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we also have to take into consideration health. And we have to take into consideration parents, if they're alive or not, and what happened. So there's a lot of inventory we're taking in, and we're getting very personal and digging deep because we want to make the absolute right decision the first time because I don't want to make a bad decision, and now we have a domino effect, and it really was crippling, right? So when you come in, this happens on the second appointment that we do for you. We build out that income plan with you, and we show you, okay, if we take Social Security at 62 this is where your assets and uh, all your income's coming from. And 30 years down the road on the most pessimistic view, highest inflation, lowest return, this is how much you have left over, right? But then we'll say, but what if we waited and took Social Security at age 70 and we lived off our assets up until age 70? Because you might have cash rents coming in. We sprinkle that into our income plan. If you have rentals, you might have a pension coming in. So we put that in. But if you don't have any of those, We've got to really dig in and and, and look at where we're going to pull these dollars from. And it's interesting to see because a lot of people, I will say, if I go back 15 years ago when I was doing this, Randy, a lot of people would absolutely wait to age 70. 
But now, even when I show this plan, because it's totally up to you what you want to do, they want to take it earlier. They're not taking it necessarily at 62, but they're waiting somewhere mid-range, like 65 or 66. Sometimes they will wait to 67. At least one spouse is doing that. And this other spouse, maybe that was a higher income earner, they'll wait and take it at age 70. So again, there's a lot of details that go into this, and that's us getting to know you. There's no perfect magic way to do this. It's not cookie cutter by a long shot. So we take the time to go back and forth and look at the scenarios and situation. And then we weigh it against what's going on in your life today and a lot of other things. And so that's the interesting thing that that has transitioned over the last 20 years in our industry here at our office, what we've seen. And because people do fear that they're not going to live uh, long enough now because of what happened with COVID and we're seeing yeah. a lot of death lately. Some people fear now that social security is not going to be here. So if I wait to 70 and then, they start taking away my benefit at 75 or a small percentage of it. They're like, I, the math says to take it earlier, right? So there's a lot of noise out there. So we've got to get a grip of that. And we need to, I say, we come into my office and we'll duke it out. <laughs> and do the math. I'll, sh- I'll do the math and we'll show you what we think is best. But it doesn't mean you have to go our the way we think. But at least knowing ahead of time the, the pitfalls that could take place in the future and whatnot. I think that's key. And I do think that. People love coming in here and they they refer their friends to us because they know we're going to take our time. They know we're going to really dig in. It's not just hand me your statements. What do you got? Okay, I'm going to promise you 7 to 8% over the next 10 years and follow the 4% rule. Good luck. You know, that's not what we're doing here. We're, we are the masterminds of retirement planning and it starts with 59 and a half when we can finally roll our 401ks around without penalty to 62 if we take social security to age 65 when we need Medicare and we got to start planning for that to all the way to making sure our income and growth strategies are always in place and we're keeping up with inflation all the way to elder planning and long-term care planning and working with our estate planners and our elder attorneys to make sure everything is really, really buttoned up and it doesn't happen overnight in this office, just so you know. So it takes time and planning. And as you start to enter these new phases of life, and it's about every four to five years, we're really going to, you know, really put our thumb on it. And we're going to say, this is our next move to protect those assets or protect the spouse who's still alive in the house. Because we want to know um, whether or not that income is going to be there if somebody passes away early or not. Even last week, a client's like, Sharice, can you show me the income plan? But what if something happened to me in five years instead of 10 years or 15 years? We did that. And they said, okay, good. So we're still going to be okay based on how you're investing our assets and the market and the alternatives and the cash equivalents. I said, yep, we're still good. You still got $1.5 million at age 90 years old. They're like, nice. wow. Yeah. So it's good to be in the know, right? You want to yeah. know where, where do I really stand? Where does the legacy stand? Do I really need to buy long-term care or can I self-fund it? What is the actual plan? So all those things go into play, including the tax strategy. Get in control of your tax strategy because if not, Uncle Sam will control your tax strategy, right? (laughs) Uncle Sam's plan or your plan. You get to choose, right? Yes. So that is the key. That's what comes out of the meeting. And I think everything that Cherise said right there can end with this word, confidence. Mm-hmm. Do you have confidence in your retirement that you can go out there, do the things you want to do, spend the money that you want to spend, and not have that fear that everybody talks about of running out of money? And maybe you are at that point right now. Sometimes, you know, uh, we get ready for retirement before our money gets ready for retirement. We we say, I am done. I am done with this. And you want to know, I wonder if I could step back and do another job for a little while and maybe cut my salary in half and go part-time retire and part-time work and think, you know, the only way that we're going to know that is to have the conversation and do the math on it. If you are 63, 64, 65 years old right now, and you thought, I'm going to go till I'm 67 or 68, and you all of a sudden go, I wonder if I could retire right now. Let's figure that out for you. It's worth a meeting to find that out. If we give you the green light and say you are ready for retirement and so is your money, wouldn't that be a great meeting? Give us a call. Let's have that meeting. 833-368-3680 is our number. You can find us online at zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, wealth.com. Tool around there and find out about what Sharice is all about. We've got educational events that are free. You can come to those and get started. So, again, zinniawealth.com. Click on that big blue button that says complimentary portfolio review. 
We're going to take a break, and when we come back, if you go online and start searching things about retirement, you're going to come up with some retirement rules. And I'm going to give you a rule that they say may not work. As a matter of a, a couple of these retirement rules that you need to probably jettison. We'll talk about them coming up next on Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, you can find us at zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, wealth.com. While you're there, tool around our website a little bit. There's a couple of things that we want to make you aware of. Number one, the shredding event is coming up again on May the 4th. If you've gone through tax season and you found yourself with a lot of documents and you say to yourself, I wonder if I need to keep these. Well, Maybe you've scanned them and you got them in your system and now you don't need all that paper anymore. We've got a day for you. May the 4th from 3 to 6 in the afternoon at our Ocala office at 3220 Southwest 33rd. Uh, from 3 to 6, we'll be there with the big shredder there. We'll have a, uh, a food truck there, and it's a fundraiser for a great group called The Rock. They do some really good work in high schools and middle schools to help kids with things that they don't have, things like shoes, backpacks, book bags, all that kind of Kind of stuff. It's all right there for them. So that's a great, great event and a great cause. So mark it down on your calendar or check us out online at zinniawealth.com. All right, Sharice, if people are getting close to retirement, they start Googling and saying, okay, what do I do about this? And they're going to come up with some retirement rules. And I found one this week that I had never seen before. I want to run this one by you. It's called the 45% rule. It says, if your savings can generate 45% of your pre-tax, pre-retirement income, your working year's income, you pile Social Security on top of that, you should be fine in retirement. So we talk about doing the math. So, Sharice, let's do the math on the 45% rule. This is a new okay. one on me. You know, there's millions of people out in our world, and 10,000 are retiring every day, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. For, like, what, six more years? Yeah. So, sometimes the rule works, and sometimes the rule doesn't. It just depends what you want to do in the golden years when you're just in retirement. You know, are you going to travel more or travel less? You know, what are your goals? So, I want to do the math on this. So, let's just use a single person who has that is working and they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. All right. Okay. So when people come in, I take inventory. This is kind of how the lowdown goes. And you guys can start thinking about it before you come in and see us. So if you make a hundred thousand dollars, I'm going to ask you a question because most people think I make a hundred thousand dollars. That's what I need in retirement. Or I only need 80% of it. I need 80,000 of that. But the question is, is that true or false? And some people it's true. But a lot of people, it's false. So let me do the math and explain what I'm talking about here. So take $100,000 in income. First question I ask is, how much are you contributing to your 401k? And they'll say 25000 So, okay. So technically, you're not living off 100 because we're subtracting 25 from your 100 okay. So now you're actually living on 75000 right. Got it. Okay. That makes sense, Sharice. Now, how much is your insurance? Well, it's $5,000 a year with the employer. I said, okay. So now your 75000 is now taken down to 70000 mm -hmm. And then I calculate the taxes. And then after taxes, their actual bring home is approximately $50,000 of the $100,000. That's just depressing. <laughs> I know. Isn't it totally? But don't forget, don't forget, 25000 of that's gone to investments. Okay, so okay. it's not that terrible. All right. So when I divide that up biweekly for these people who walk in to see us, that's $1,900 biweekly. So that I'm just going to make it easy. That is basically $3,800 a month. So then I say, okay, so your take home is $3,800 a month. Now, of the $3,800, are you putting any of that into savings? And I will say eight out of 10 people say, yeah, actually, I put like $500 a month into savings. I said, great. And are you spending that savings? It's like, no, it just stays in savings. Some people might say yes. So really, their monthly net income need just to cover their bills and do whatever they do and plan a couple of trips a year, if you're lucky to do so, is $3,300 a month, right? That's a pretty big difference. But, but that starts to sound reachable. That's saying this client needs less, less mm -hmm. than 50% of the $100,000 in retirement, okay. right? All right? But now, now we got the flat line, we got the base. We know so far, based on all the data we collected on that first appointment was 
okay, so we don't have a mortgage, but we're trying to finish off paying off this car, et cetera. So we're looking at all those moving parts and when things fall off and then get sprinkled back in when it comes to inventory and debt. So now that $3,300 a month that you need today, that prov- that includes two trips a year. Yeah, one to the beach for a couple of days and my wife and I take uh, go on a you know, five-night cruise. Okay, great. So are you going to continue to do those trips when you're retired? They said yes. So when you're retired, are we going to take more trips? They're like, we would really like to, but we're not sure we can afford to. And I said, so this is where we really start to dial in and try to figure out your master plan on what you can and can't do. Now at this, this client has been saving $25,000 a year into their retirement accounts for the last 20 years, plus $500 a month into their savings. So they've, they've saved a million dollars. So we know to pay the gas at the gas pump, the grocery bill, the taxes, the insurance, you need at least 3,300 a month. They said, yes. I said, and then two small trips a year. Yes. Now let's take that million dollars and really start calculating How much of that million dollars do you want to plug into our income plan for travel? They're like, well, we haven't really thought about it. I said, what are your bucket list items? And I was like, well, we do want to go to Spain. We do want to go to Italy eventually and then do New Zealand, et cetera. And I said, well, then we're going to need another $25,000 a year if you're going to do all these things for the next 10 years while you have your health during your go-go years. And the question is, can we do that with what you have saved? So then we start doing the math and we look at it and the answer is yes, right? So people fear what they don't know. You hear all this noise out there saying you got to have 80% of that $100,000 gross income. No, you're not living on $100,000. You're living on $50,000, right? Do you need 80% of the 50,000 or do we need 80% of, you know, another number? So it's important to know how much of what you're living off of now do we really need? And what's the accurate number now? And then how much more do we want to spend in retirement to do those things that you haven't been doing because you've been working your butt off? So these rules, the 45% rule, the 80% rule, the 4% rule, the 70, um, I'm, seriously, I'm over There's the There's a lot rules. of them. Yeah. They, they were there for people and built there back in the 90s or even earlier so that you could do it on your own. When the market and the Dow Jones grew over 20%, which is an anomaly from 1980s to 2000, and then our our big tech bubble crash that started in 2000, things have changed. So you have to change with the changes and understand how we do things, which is a little bit different than most advisory firms, but it's important to us to dig in because I don't want to screw up your retirement. I don't want to have a domino effect on my watch. I want to make sure I'm showing you, if you don't do this, this is the horrible domino effect that could affect you and people appreciate that yep i want to know you know what can go wrong and and i think that as we say many times on this show and i'll say it again if you don't know what questions to ask when you sit down with a financial planner many of them should say start with what if what if the market goes down what if taxes go up what if inflation goes up what if i get sick all the what ifs just figure out all the what ifs and if you can walk away from that meeting and know that all the what ifs are covered i think you walk into retirement with a little more confidence you do and i know i did a big math problem there over the radio which is a no-no on radio so Tune into our podcast because this will be on our podcast. So you can listen to it over and over and over again until you really start to understand it, unless you come in and see us, of course. And you can do that on your Apple phones. You can do it on iTunes, Spotify, Google, you name it. And you can always listen to all past episodes. So we highly encourage you sign up for those because this stuff is important. And understanding the math is important. If you just say, Sharice, I don't do math. Well, you do the math and just point the direction. Then, of course, that's what I'm here to do. But if you're going on your own and alone, Good luck to you. Number one, here's some strategies to consider and think about so the domino effect maybe won't be so grueling later. Perfect. ZinniaWealth.com is our website. You can start right there. There's a big blue box there that says schedule your complimentary retirement review. You can click on that. We'll ask you to fill in a little information and our team will reach out to you. Or you can reach out to us. 833-368-3680. All right, so we've just made our way through tax time. And unless you've uh, filed for an extension, you're probably done with that for the year. But if you got a refund, congratulations. Now, what do you do with it? 
Well, a lot of people spend it on basics and getting their way out of debt and, and, and that kind of thing. This is CNBC's wealth editor, Robert Frank, talking about how people are spending their tax returns. The average refund this year is about $2,900. That's down from $3,200 last year. But in total, the IRS has handed out $20 billion less in refunds. That is the lowest level in 10 years, according to Strategus. Now, for many working families, tax refunds are the biggest one-time time windfall of the year. Surveys show most families use that money to pay down debt, make home improvements, and pay everyday expenses. There. Now, once you get that out of the way, what if there was a little bit left over? And you say to yourself, okay, I've had a little fun. Now maybe I'll use that for my future. So, Sharice, we got these CD rates that are up. The interest rates are up. Uh, if somebody wanted to put some of this money into their retirement, where do we start? And what kind of decisions are out there? What kind of options are out mm -hmm. there for us? Well, naturally, most advisors and, and most people out there who are just doing this on your own and you're like, ah, I got a $500 tax return refund or I got... 10,000, whatever the number is, naturally people are, you want to go spend it, or mm -hmm. maybe they're thinking, how can I invest this money? And you might go get a CD that's making 5% right now, or maybe you'll go get an exchange traded fund, index fund, mutual fund. I don't know. But really what I want you to think of is I want you to not think about how much you can make on this money, but how much you can save on this money in taxes in 10 years and 20 years from now. So let's talk about detaxing your IRAs, okay? Because we have cash flow now, you got money back. Would it be the best strategy right now being in the lowest marginal tax bracket that we can be in today before taxes go up to say, you know what, I'll take those tax dollars, the refund. And I think I, next year, I'm going to take my IRA or my 401k, I'm going to slowly start rolling that into a Roth IRA. But when you roll that money from your 401k and your IRA to a Roth, you got to pay the tax bill on it. So you've got the cash flow now. You can invest it for 12 months into a CD making, you know, five, four or five percent. And then when it comes due, the next year's tax season is upon us and you have to pay a tax bill for rolling some of that IRA over to the Roth. But you got the cash flow there already sitting there and you could do that every year. I mean, talk about the smartest, wisest tax plan when it comes to detaxing your IRA in the future, because people now, Randy, people are forgetting that taxes are ultimately the lowest that we've, we've really ever seen it besides mm -hmm. a few years ago. And do you believe, Randy, that taxes are going up in the future? Yes, I do. And I know that the Trump tax reform is going to expire in three years. And they might just sit around and say, we'll just let that thing expire and taxes will go up automatically. Right. So why is everybody consistently losing out on the most perfect opportunity? I call it the perfect storm before it changes. And that is being the lowest marginal tax rate you can, that you're, we're in today. Right. So let's just talk about married filing jointly. And let's just say that together, based on all your income, your marginal tax rate lands at the 10, 12 percent tax rate. Right? right. Now, I want to tell you about the future as we see it. One of you one day is going to pass away. And when one of you pass away, now you have a widow's or widower's penalty. And now you're paying double the taxes. Wow. Because somebody's passed away and you're filing single now. This is it's incredible. And that this is how the government gets us. And then when the second spouse passes away, the kids are probably working, adult children. And now those dollars and those IRAs and 401ks get passed to them. And now they're penalized and they're paying 40 cents on the dollar yep. to pay the tax bill on that, right? That's 30 to 40 percent. So you go from joint income, 10%, to now somebody's passed away to 20%, and then the second spouse passes away to 40% in taxes to your beneficiaries? I mean, seriously. That's Uncle this, Sam's plan, isn't it? That's Uncle Sam's plan, and they are so stinking smart, and we <laughs> fell short on the deal because we thought it was a good deal. And right. maybe it was a decent deal. But why don't we take some of that refund of your money so that in the future, if you pass away earlier than than later, and now the widow or widower is alive, and this big widow tax penalty is out there, and they're paying double the taxes, let's protect the spouses still alive in the house. So we can keep that 10% tax bill at 10%. 
or maybe we can even get it to 0%, but not let it jump up to 20%. And then let's move and think to the future, 20, 30 more years. If now the second spouse passes, how do we keep from Uncle Sam taking control of your tax world and now taking another 40% from the beneficiaries. So don't lose out on the opportunity right now. Don't be afraid of it. I know you're like, oh, but Sharice, I don't want to pay this tax bill. Listen, we have a tax team here. We specialize in tax strategies on, on if this makes sense for you or does not make sense for you at all. I want you to pay taxes on your terms, not Uncle Sam's terms, because if right now taxes are 10 to 12% for you, do you think in 10 years, if you do nothing, taxes could go up and now it's really 20% and your spouse, you both are still alive. And then, then somebody passes and now the widower's tax and the widow's paying 40% and double that. You know, we don't know the direction, but I do know we're in lots of debt. The debt clock is, is spiraling. There's also a baby clock. You should see what that thing, the babies that are being produced in America today. It's crazy. But when you look at those things, the math doesn't add up mm -hmm. and somebody's going to pay the piper. And it's always the people who save the perfect amount of money for retirement. And if taxes go up 10% and you got to pull that out of your portfolio, just 10%. This is an easy number. That's an easy number to get to. If taxes go up 10% from today and you're retired, where are you going to pull that extra 10% from? Did yep. you plan that in your retirement plan? Is that built out? Did you see it on paper? That's something that we will do for you when you come in. But get a hold, get a grip of your tax plan now. Let's detax your IRAs because it's coming and we got to prepare for it. And if you don't prepare for it, you're going to say, dang it, I listened to Sharice five or 10 years ago and she said to do it and I did nothing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'll never forget my father-in-law when he was in his 70s and he was writing checks to the government for twenty and $30,000 a year. And I have a friend now who's just about to turn 70 and he told me he did his taxes and he's having to write a check for twenty or $30,000. And imagine how long it takes you to save that amount of money. I just take a, a, a round figure of $20,000. How long does it take you to save that amount of money? It takes me a long time to save that amount of money. That, that, that's a lot of work. That's a couple years worth of work. And it probably is for you too. And do you want to just hand that over to the government? You know, if there's a strategy that can cut your tax bill down, wouldn't you want to look into that? And that's what it is to sit down with Sharice and do what we call a portfolio x-ray. Come on in and, and let's lay the papers out on the table and get a good bead on what you've saved, where your money is, what's working, what's not working, and are you headed for a tax problem in retirement? Nobody wants to write checks to the government while they're in retirement. You think to yourself, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket. I should be getting money back. And that's not always the case. We're finding it all the time. Give us a call and let's go through that process with you. Our number is 833-368-3680. We'll get you that portfolio x-ray and you'll get a real good beat on not just investments, but let's talk about Social Security. Let's talk about taxes. Let's talk about all that goes into retirement planning. 833-368-3680 or use our website, which is zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A, wealth.com, and click on that big blue button right there. You'll be on your way. We'll take a break. Come right back with more Retirement Coffee Talk. Welcome back to Retirement Coffee Talk with Sharice Rivers at Zinnia Wealth. Online, find us at zinniawealth.com, Z-I-N-N-I-A wealth.com. All right, Sharice, got an interesting story here about one of the aspects of financial planning that we don't talk about too much, and that's estate planning, because as the dominoes continue to fall, first I talk about my investments, then that gets me talking about taxes, and then that gets me talking about, well, what happens when I'm not here anymore? Suddenly we're into this discussion about estate planning. And after COVID, there were a lot of people that really started to show interest in putting together wills and trusts. And most of the time when people want to talk about long-term care or they want to talk about estate planning, they're in their late 50s, early 60s. But now we're also seeing a lot of people come in and they're 70 years old and up, and they're saying, is it too late for me to put something like that together? So that's really a good question. Let's talk through that a little bit. Is it ever too late to talk about estate planning? 
Absolutely not. I'm just thankful that we're sitting here together and we're talking about it because then you're not in the grave and you, your family didn't go through probate, right? Right, and there's right. A, there's a plan. So we talk about a plan for taking inventory and tax strategies and income planning and growth strategies. But there really needs to be a plan for your the actual estate plan, the ultimate distribution of your assets and who they're going to go to and who deserves that and who's not going to get this. You got to dial in and it's never too late. I had an 80 year old come in and say, Therese, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you this, but I don't have a trust. I don't even have a will. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, we got to get this done. And They've been blessed and they're healthy and everything's been great. So it's never, ever too late to plan, truly. And now they're getting into this end stage of life where things are hurting. They're seeing some memory issues. And so for them particularly, we're sitting down with an elder planning attorney that does the wills and trusts and all that. But even more so because we want to make sure that at the end of the day, we protect the the assets for the spouse who's still alive in the house, right? So it's actually a different type of form of estate planning now. And we dive into how to protect who's going to get what do we do the Medicaid spend down and gifting? You know, do we do an irrevocable trust or a regular trust or dynasty trust? Or, I mean, I'm telling you, there is so many directions there. So again, I, I want to reiterate, it's not too late. And I do encourage people to come sit with me because I, I will direct traffic. I will send you to our attorneys. We have uh, just two weeks ago, I had to reach out to our elder attorney for a client. And so we're starting that process for them. And they just they just know we're here when it's time for these different things to take place in their life. So let me ask you about the uh, five-year look back. Because yes. as I ask about, you know, is it ever too late to start talking about this? Explain what the five-year look back is, because when we talk about protecting your assets, we're not always protecting against the markets and taxes and things like that. We're protecting against the nursing home. We are. So this is a two-hour conversation I'm going to just try to do in two minutes. Okay. But the Medicaid um, spend down and look back. So it doesn't matter how many assets you have. You could have $5 million to $1 million. You could just have $100,000 to your name. Once you go into a nursing home, you need full-time nursing care. They say you have to pay for your own care until you have taken your million dollars down to $130,000, give or take. And now the spouse and house gets to keep the $130,000. On top of that, for you to qualify for Medicaid and have all, your entire bill at the nursing home covered, they're also going to take part of your income that the spouse and house also needs. So we want to protect from this very destitute situation the spouse in a house that's still alive has to deal with in case they live for another 10 years. So the Medicaid look back, and it's a five-year look back, a lot of people try to time it and they say, I'm going to give my assets to my kids so that I don't have to spend these dollars on care. I don't want to give it to a nursing home when there's some loopholes and we can do it a different way. So I'm going to pass on my assets over the next five years. I have yet, yet found one person that ever timed it right. It just doesn't ever work out because the reason why is by the time you say, oh, I got to do this because clearly there's something happened in your, your mind and memory or health that your health deteriorates too fast for you to do this. And when you're not thinking about it, you're just trying to stay alive and make sure your income's there and that you don't run out of money, right? So there's got to be planning a very specific approach to timing all this and or just putting some things into your plan along the way so you never have to worry about that, right? So again, Medicare does not pay for your long-term care. Mm -hmm. Medicaid only kicks in when you're financially destitute and you spent all your assets down. We work with elder attorneys to preserve some of these assets along the way. And long-term care is not the only way to cover your care. And long-term care policies were not built to cover all your care. So there better be some assets to pay for the gap, which people did not know 20 and 30 years ago that they're finding out now. Boy, it's worth so the conversation. There, there is. And there's something out there called the Florida Partnership Program, which is really something you need to key into. I'm very familiar with it. I was coached up on it almost 20 years ago. And it might be a viable reason to sprinkle in a little bit of long-term care because how it works and it's quite wonderful. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So if you've never heard of Florida partnership program, when it comes to long-term care, it, it basically 
protects almost double your assets when you go into a nursing home. So you need to be calling us to understand how the Florida Partnership Program works because there's going to be a time in your life you're going to have an opportunity to buy into it. And if you don't, you're going to miss the opportunity or you get disqualified because now your health is deteriorating. So we want to really hone in on that as well. So it's one of the boxes that you might not have checked off. You you may have a financial plan. You may even have a financial planner in your life. But do you have a tax plan? Do you have a plan for Social Security? Do you have a plan for Medicare? Do you have a plan for estate planning And if you were to go into long-term care? Those might be boxes that you haven't checked off, and you can if you call us at Zinnia Wealth. 833-368-3680 is our number. ZinniaWealth.com is our website. You can use your phone, use your computer, and there's a big blue box there. If you click on that, uh, we'll ask you to put in a little information, and our team will reach out to you. Again, ZinniaWealth.com. Sharice, that's all the time we have for today. I'll give you the last word. Okay. Well, we've done a lot of math today. I apologize. Don't forget to listen to the podcast because you can go back and rewind this and take it at your own pace. And as usual, that's on Google, your iPhones, Apple, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. You can also find us on uh, YouTube. So again, thank you all for the great emails I received this week. Thank you. Thank you so much. And because we feed that into our show every week and share the knowledge and the questions that you all have. And again, we appreciate the time you spend with us every weekend because you could be doing something else. Live by design and not by default. And we'll see you here next week. This has been Retirement Coffee Talk. To find out more about how the strategies we've discussed on this program can build the retirement you've been wanting, call Zinnia Wealth at 352-368-3680 or visit us online at zinniawealth.com. Sharice Rivers is an investment advisor representative of Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sharice Rivers is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Zinnia Wealth Advisory, LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Sharice Rivers, NPN Insurance License Number 8718011. Time. It moves differently now, quicker than it did when I was younger. So much, in fact, I appreciate it more. Time, it turns out, is something to be respected. Like they say, it waits for no one. There was a time when I wished I could have some of it back. Now, I look at it differently. I can't bargain with time. I can't manipulate it. Just respect and make Make the the most most of it. it. Case in point, I've never once regretted the time I spend with my grandchildren. I can read to my granddaughter's class. Or when I grab my rod and reel and head off to the lake. No more rushed three-day weekends. Now when I do those things, I find it's time well spent. Now we leave on Tuesday. To be honest, I never thought retiring would be a good use of my time. But like I said, I look at it differently now. It kind of changes your perspective. Time is a gift, and so is taking some of my time to find someone who helped me plan. Plan for this time in my life, my My retirement. retirement. You can do what you want, but if it were me... I wouldn't waste one more moment of of time. time. Make the time to plan for your retirement. Find us at ZinniaWealth.com.